Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of In the Flat Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kill, joined, as always, by Jordan and Jess. We have a lot to bring you this week, and there's a lot of games to talk about from last weekend, games of preview. There's news out there. You know, there's people stealing signs wherever you look. So let's get this started before they steal our, our agenda here. Let's kick off first with reactions from last week, guys. There's a lot to happen, so if you kind of go through the box score really quick, Ohio State, you know, this really dominated Penn State 20 to 12. It wasn't this close. That was a really late touchdown there by Penn State. Drew Aller looked like he could not throw a, a forward pass. The Ohio State defense looked pretty dominant. Oklahoma, they hung on to beat UCF 31 to 29. UCF led for a lot of that game. Oklahoma took control. It just, it, they end up holding on, stopping a two point conversion by US, UCF at the end. Uh, Alabama struggled a bit early, but ran away to beat Tennessee 34 to 20. Oregon struggled early uh, with Washington State, but eventually ran away with that one 38 to 24. Uh, Texas struggled a bit with Houston, winning 31 to 24. And Quinn Ewers got hurt on that one. He is currently week to week with uh, AC joint sprain. So we'll talk a little bit about that later when we preview um, the next Texas game. Upset of the week was Virginia beating UNC 31 to 27. This is a really ugly performance by North Carolina. Um, as FSU ran away from it with Duke winning 38 to 20. Raleigh Leonard played in this game, but you could tell he wasn't himself. And then he did, he got tackled at one point and he was really hobbled. So he tried to get back in the game, but they would have let him. And they, and Florida State just eventually chipped away and, and, and won this one going away. Utah added to USC's misery with a last second field goal to beat them 34 to 32. Washington really struggled. I thought they were going to lose this game to Arizona State, but and they ended up winning with a uh, late, like pick six there to win it 15 to seven. So, yeah, that was sort of the big highlights I had from this week. So, anything said to you guys? Anything else you want to bring up? Start with you, Jordan. Honestly, nothing. I mean, the games that played, I mean, these teams that we think are down, like Washington struggling against Arizona State, is tough to see because they just had, came off of the Oregon game. I figured Oregon would struggle a little, you know, especially early against Washington State. One of the games I do want to bring up is Missouri winning uh, 34 to 12 against uh, South Carolina. Missouri is going to be seven and one going into Athens to play Georgia. Um, I'm calling it here, guys. Upset. Missouri is going to beat Georgia. Me and Justin will be making that call again. Sorry. I called it here. Absolutely but, not. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just not relax right now. <laughs> just relax. Um, but uh, <laughs> Alabama still looks like a scary team even though they lost the game, but that's those second half adjustments that they had to make it. So they win comfortably against Tennessee is, is something that still can is a scary thing to look at is those adjustments and they can still make those. And I think they're getting better at weeks on, even though I don't want to say it, but Alabama is getting better every week. It looks like after that USF game, <laughs> But, but other than that, the you know nothing really stood out. The big games, kind of, we know who is going to win, in, in a sense. Maybe Jess cried a little bit when Utah beat USC, but I was but not happy. I was it's, not happy. It's really okay. I, I just want to put out there: Michigan did win forty-nine to zero. We don't but, talk about Michigan, but we'll talk. We'll talk about. We'll talk about why it doesn't matter here in a sec. I wonder why they won so much. I'm just saying. Yeah, on, on it, for me, the the big thing was just how out of sorts Penn State looked. 
I was the one here. I was pretty high on Drew Aller, just purely even just from you know his physical attributes, what he can do. That Ohio State defense, I mean, we it felt like in the offseason we were talking about how, you know, Ryan they, they Ohio State, we have faith in their offense. Is their defense gonna be any good? They haven't really gotten a ton of like Joey Bosa level kind of guys, you know, like how they chase young, you know, like we weren't sure what their defense was going to be because in the past few years, it feels like it struggled and their defense has looked fantastic this year. It's looked like the better unit. So I think that Ohio state Michigan game, I think it's going to be better than what a lot of people might've thought coming into the year. Kyle McCord has looked solid. He hasn't looked particularly special, but I don't think he's going to lose Ohio State any games. And if that defense can hold up against that Michigan offense and keep it relatively low scoring, because I I would trust J.J. McCarthy right now more in a potential shootout than I would Kyle McCord. So if Ohio State can keep that score down, you know, rely on Henderson out of the backfield. You know, you got a go-to guy and Marvin Harrison Jr. Changed their game plan up a little bit, so uh, the recordings don't match up anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude. The uh, God, what was that story? I think it was Ed Reed was telling a story about how he would intentionally run or run a certain coverage incorrectly in the couple weeks leading up to when they played Peyton Manning because he knew Peyton Manning would be studying film on him and he would then Peyton Manning would see, Oh, when I have this look, Ed Reed's going to be in this one spot. So that means I can make this throw here. But in actuality, Ed Reed was running the wrong coverage or something. So that way Manning would throw him picks and all that good stuff. And it worked and it was just a really funny story. So I don't know, maybe Ohio State will do that. <laughs> just run the wrong coverage or, you know, the wrong offensive linemen will pull out no they'll they'll come up with something especially now that this is kind of all out in the open uh, but I, I have a feeling we're going to be touching on that subject uh very quickly t- so yeah drew aller penn state looked out of sorts it's going to be another 10 and 2 kind of season they'll get a good bowl and nothing's going to change oh, i yeah. just want to i have one more sorry all right i just want to give props to james madison Seven and zero, top twenty-five. It's a shame they can't get a bowl game. I know, but hey, why get a bowl game when they can get a bowl game? They're going to win the national championship. It's all right. Not wrong. Oh, yeah. they'll, they'll probably get uh, some kind of championship, and say it's, they were ranked. They could just say Central Florida did, but hey, we're cha- we're national champions. Nobody beat us. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, they're losing game. All right. Well, we talked enough about Michigan. What's what's this bring them up? The Michigan scandal, the sign stealing. I think every time I go on Twitter or X or whatever you call it, it's like a new allegation that's like, hey, we hey, look at this message board from like two years ago where they said this was happening and they had pictures, and and now it's coming back to life. Like, yeah, this was actually accurate. Or hey, we saw him in Oregon. Here's a picture of the one we took. Hey, we did it. We didn't see anybody scouting TCU, and they lost that game. We actually see somebody holding signs with the actual signs of Ohio State last year. Uh, we have text messages with 
proof that they actually did talk to the coaches and the coaches knew what they were doing, that kind of thing. So it seems like every time I hear something, it's getting worse and it's just more elaborate by the minute. So where do you guys stand on this? I see some people that say, oh, it's no big deal. We all do it. All teams do it. But this seems really elaborate, like sitting behind benches and getting plays and it's caught. And if you look at like, I saw some stats, like before they started doing this, they had a certain record. And after they did, they now have like a 10 to 15 games better record when they started doing this. So it's actually having an impact. There's certain games, obviously the talent, it's not going to matter because you have the talent, but I'm interested. What do you guys think about this? Start you, Jess. On one hand, I do believe everyone is doing it, but you know, it's one of those things where it's not a matter of who started it, but who got caught, you know, like you, kid pushes you on the playground you push back the teacher only saw you therefore you're in trouble that's where michigan's at right now you know they're the ones that got busted doing it they're gonna you know have to accept whatever penalties it's apparently like sign stealing in and of itself isn't actually illegal but it's like pre-scouting you know, f- the whole filming, like the, the, it's something uh, very specific about the way they were doing it that really broke the rules. And in that regard, like I've also seen like these photos where the, the guy has a camera out and he's in a Michigan shirt at a game that doesn't involve Michigan, got his phone out. And like, if that's the guy that actually was like doing this, how stupid do you have to be to have been wearing a Michigan shirt while stealing signs for Michigan at an Ohio State game? Like, it's it's whoever was in charge of this operation. I don't know if they fully knew what was you know what they were doing, but if they end up, you know, I don't know if this is going to result in the death penalty, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if. There's a really harsh crackdown. They aren't bowl eligible. Uh, maybe they lose some scholarships, something like that. Like it, I, I think the NCAA is going to lay the hammer down on Michigan. Well, they already are Jim Harbaugh, so this is enough for this. Yeah, is not exactly. helping his, his case they already don't like Harbaugh, uh, so. So, yeah, it's not a good look. Jordan, what do you think? So, uh, I think it's like you can Stein steal. People do it, but when you're at a game filming just the signs, it's not like he was filming the game. He was filming just the signs. And you could easily link that to, you know, they're filming the whole sideline, other the 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 film you're gonna get, the game you watch. You can put it all together. Yeah. And the way and he's not it's not like they're going, he's going the week before. Oh, we play Ohio State this week. Okay, I'm gonna go week before. No, he's gone to all these games. He went to the S. Apparently, he went to the SEC championship game last year and the year before. So it's not like he is going the week prior getting film. He they, they he, all year. Yeah. He's been to eleven different stadiums, thirty different ga- games in the last three years, and he uses his own credit card <laughs> with his name on it. Well, that way he could be a fall guy, right? But yeah, and I, the crazy uh, thing is, he, he's a he was a volunteer assistant coach and then got hired full time, and he only makes fifty five thousand dollars a year. He can afford all this, right? And but he's going to all these games, and 
I just it's a bad look for Michigan, especially because the last three years they've been good. Yeah. Um, so I, I think they're going to put a crackdown. I think they're going to if it more comes out. I, I feel like if it's a hundred percent, it's true. And if the NCAA find, I feel like their college football playoff hopes this year are going to be gone. Yeah, I mean, if everything comes out to be accurate, I mean, I don't see how, if you're the Big Ten, you can just let them go through to the, the Big Ten championship. And, I mean, it just really hurts the integrity of your league. I would say, I would, if I was the Big Ten, I would just go ahead and say, hey, you're, you can't play in the Big Ten championship game. That's all we can stop. We can't stop the playoff committee from picking you, but we're going to stop you from going to the Big Ten championship game, which in turn, I think, will stop the playoff committee from picking them. But I, I just don't think they – I mean, how many games did they win this year by cheating? It's just like you know, well, Houston Astros type thing. So I don't know. I just would. I would say just beat Rutgers. Yeah, they cheated to beat Rutgers. Yeah. Well, I mean, Shiano was making was so bad. clips. No. Have you seen the Greg Shiano quote? That's you know no. going they, around saying you know who they you know who they definitely they cheated them against ECU. I like the way you think, Jordan. Because yeah, there's no way. There's <laughs> Never no mind way that ECU has been absolutely heinously terrible this year. Yeah, ECU should have blown out some year. people. No, that should have been reason. three points, not forty. <laughs> no, but in actuality, like Greg Schiano was—he uh, was interviewed. I think it was at halftime, and they were asking him, like, you know, about the issues they were having out there, and he was making these vague quotes about. You know, there's some fishy stuff, something ain't right, and no one really knew what he was talking about in that moment, but now with all this stuff coming out about Michigan, people are wondering if that's what he was alluding to. So, I mean, clearly this is, I mean, we all know it's been going on for a while, but I think the also the severity of the punishment is going to come be, come down to how long have the coaches known about it. I mean, they have to yeah. know about it. Why would the guy go just film this <laughs> I don't know. Hey, man, I'm just going to go to these games and record the sidelines. I don't know. This guy seems like recorded everything. So there's going to come out if if they did. I'm just saying, like, you know, if maybe he was giving it directly to some coordinators and Harbaugh can find a way to, you know, kind of throw someone else under the bus, make it look not as severe. But – if it was another coach and not Harbaugh, I think he could easily throw him under the bus. But because it's Harbaugh and the NCAA all doesn't like him at this point right now, it's gonna be oh he's they're gonna him do away. everything they can to crush Harbaugh. They do not like him. He's definitely not gonna have a way to like get out of this unscathed. No, there's no way. But I'm also wondering just how they're going to frame it. You know when they have this big crackdown, but because if they can't, if Michigan and Harbaugh specifically can find any way to kind of lessen the blow, I'm just wondering what angle they're going to play at here because they, I don't think they can Michigan with USC, UCLA, the half of the pack 12 coming in soon, you know, they're, if they lose scholarships, like at this pivotal point, you know, have a bowl ban, whatever it is that's going to affect recruiting and transfers, 
you know, this is like a horrible time for this to be coming out. Because some of those guys, they'll be like, you know what? I wanted to go to Michigan, but there's no point. You know, let's bolster up Ohio State. Maybe some of these guys that Michigan's been getting go to Penn State, USC, you know, whatever. Like, this could have a really bad, what's the term? Snowballing effect for Michigan in the coming years. No, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's it's not the matter, like, sign stealing. Everyone does it. People do it, uh, like, during film, on film, but not recording the sideline. They're, you're not supposed to go to their game. People do it during the game. Like, if you yeah. can figure it out, you know, like, during the game that, you know, when the opposing defensive coordinator, you know, does some signal that indicates it's uh, they want to go to a cover four or, or something like that. Yeah, like you yeah. figured that out in the game. There's, well, there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. And honestly, it, all the credit to you, I but if you go in with that knowledge, the, it's yeah. Going into the game with that knowledge or, you know, not getting it from like, I, I think NCAA like approved film in a sense. I don't know how they like this other school proof film kind of aspect of the thing you know like i mean i was listening to the sports radio you know this you know week they talk about it always and they were talking about like you know baseball if you can find something in a film that you can tell that okay this pitcher is going to pitch a fastball mm-hmm. then it's understandable it's hard to do it in football but like when you're recording just the play like the signs and everything that yeah you have to go out there and stop it but it's 10 times easier to stop something that you know what's happening than something that's not happening. You don't know what's happening. And I've seen some people use like that. Uh, there was an instance of Michigan versus Ohio State last year when, you know, they were like uh, the Michigan de- defense was like pointing towards the sky or something like that. They were calling out that it was going to be a pass. They knew the signal, something like that. And then Ohio State still went down and scored a touchdown anyways. Like, that's going to happen. Sometimes, even if you know what's coming, you're going to get beat. But the point of the matter is you shouldn't just know what's coming every time. And that's the issue. Again, I, I heard I, – I, I don't have any way right now to fully confirm it. It would be a whole Google search that I don't think we really have the time for. We've already kind of gone a little long on this Michigan topic here. But something about, like, it was specifically that they were recording it. Like, if they had written stuff down for some reason, that would have been different. Some kind of loophole, I guess. Because the rule was made in, I think it was 1994, specifically about recorders and recording and stuff like that. Back when they had, like, you weren't pulling up your iPhone where you could, you know, be like, oh, I'm just on Snapchat. You know, it wasn't anything like that. You know, it was like the big bulky cameras. I don't know if you got Tony. You remember those? <laughs> ha, ha. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it was it was right there. Uh, I'm just that was unnecessarily mean. I'm sorry, Tony. You'll get it back later. Don't worry. <laughs> but um, but like it it was like very specific about like what kind of devices can and can't be used to, you know, like get film on a, on another team, you know, in any way. So again, they're going to, they're going to get Michigan on some kind of specifics, Michigan and Harbaugh are going to try to weasel their way out of it. But right now I think it's still too early to tell how severe it's going to be for them. Yep. 
so something we'll be continuing to monitor over the next few weeks. I'm sure every day there's probably going to be some new updates until something happens here. But it's going to be interesting how the next few games play out for Michigan. Will this be a distraction for them? Will if this was helping and will this hurt them at all in the next few games? You got to wonder any, all of that as well. So I, I'm interested in that Penn State game now more than ever to see how they how they handle that. If there's going to be any difference there. All right. Um, go ahead. Never mind. No, he didn't. He was going to go to that game. I think. He bought tickets oh, yeah. for that game and then couldn't go because the call came out. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to yeah. lose now. No film on them. Oh, yeah. Penn State. I don't know. My, my, Drew Aller might actually look good in that game. Not um, go 18 for 42. Yeah. God. All right. Next up, just a quick update in case you guys missed it. Army is now set to join AAC in 2024. So next year, this will be the first time they're not independent in 17 years. I think it's going to pick up by AAC. They have Navy and Army now. Go ahead and get Air Force, make it a trifecta there. Yeah, it's because I think Army has been playing. I mean, they have an offseason. I think they've had a, not a great season this year, but they've had some pretty good seasons the last few years. So it's a, I think it's good to pick up for the AAC there. All right. That was get over to the um, previews for this week. So there's no, like, I would say dynamic matchup. Everybody has flaws that are playing each other. So well, let's kick it off first. Oklahoma at Kansas. So obviously Oklahoma came out coming off that scare from last week where they, you know, they hung on to beat Central Florida. Kansas is playing, still playing pretty well this year. They had Jalen Daniels being out has kind of hurt them a bit. Jordy, you said he's still kind of day-to-day. Is that what the it's diagnosis like, I don't know if it's really the... the... Their head coach was really cryptic in what he was saying. So we don't know if he's doubtful or questionable. It's an in-between okay. kind of thing. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play just because that's Kansas for you. But I think if they play, this is at Kansas. I think they have a shot to beat Oklahoma. But that's just, that's just my opinion on it. But take it that way. Say whether he plays or not. Uh, again, Oklahoma – has played well when you've seen them against Texas, but they also have games where they just haven't looked that great. So just starting to adjust, where do you think, uh, how do you think Oklahoma will perform in this game? Who do you got winning? I think Oklahoma's going to win. I don't know if they're going to run away with it. So many of the like these top-level teams we've seen this year, they, they'll get out to some slow starts. The games will be closer than you anticipate. Ah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if Kansas just – I don't know if they've got the personnel to really hang with Oklahoma. Right now it looks like with Quinn Ewers going to miss some time. We'll talk about that a bit later. Tony, it's your pick, Oklahoma. You know, me and Jordan, we were on Texas. You were the guy on Oklahoma. Right now this looks like Oklahoma's division to win. You know, division to win, division to lose. So – I think Oklahoma knows that they have this opportunity here, specifically with Ewers and Texas. You know, they're going to be at a disadvantage the next couple of weeks. If Texas falters even a little bit, Oklahoma can run away with the Big 12, and I think they know that. I think they're going to go in. I think they're going to handle business. I don't think they're going to be looking past Kansas at all. I can see Oklahoma, you know, maybe they get out, like I said, to a bit of a slow start. But I think ultimately they win this game by like 14, 17 points. Okay. Jordan, what do you think? It's it I mean, I'm gonna pick Oklahoma as well, just because I if you know Daniels doesn't play for Kansas, they kind of don't have a team in a sense. They're not as dynamic as honestly, like I wouldn't hundred percent compare them to Oklahoma, but if Kansas has Daniels, 
they're that the closest I can say is they're kind of like Oklahoma. They have a scrappy offense that puts up numbers, and their defense is okay, ish. And I, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, it's at Kansas, but it's not too far from Oklahoma, and it's the Daniels. If they Kansas had their starting quarterback all year, oh man, Kansas would more than likely be undefeated this year yeah. at this point. But I just think Oklahoma right now has the weapons and the quarterback that is going to carry them through this game. And I think it's going to be a little closer than a lot of people are going to think because Oklahoma looked horrible last week. They might look horrible again this week. So probably like a touchdown or 10 points, Oklahoma. Well, I'm taking Kansas. I think Jan Daniels is going to play. I think he's going to get them a victory here, three to seven points. Why what? I like to continue that that statement, sir. This is why Tony is always wrong, everybody. Just so <laughs> you know, wrong. Tony okay. picks Kansas; they're gonna lose. Yep, yeah, and that's why every time we're watching football on Saturday, you say, "Hey, well, this team looks," and then you mention it, and then they. they no, lose, I mentioned so. they looked okay, and you said, "Oh, they could win." No, I don't want to say it. That's you. You're the one that jinxed. <laughs> you right, you mentioned it, and then they lose. That's all I'm saying. Every team you mention, you they, mentioned they it after I mentioned it, but more. Oh, okay. Well, at the end of the I day, look- you never want to tempt the football <laughs> at, guys. At the end of the day, Jess is always wrong, and we're always right. Wait, how can Tony That's always true. be wrong? I agree with you, when, but I'm always wrong, thus making you guys always right. So it's is Jordan the only one it's, here that's ever right? Is that, what you're that, that when you're wrong, we're both right, always. But you're <laughs> always wrong, so we're both right. All the time, no matter if we're different. I I follow. I, I don't follow your logic here. You would follow it. You wouldn't. Uh, you, know, oh, name yeah. you went to ECU. That's why. Yeah. Oh wow! Take yeah, a like, shot that's at that's my. That, that's that cool. East Carolina math. All right. <laughs> all right. So Kansas will win this one. Jalen Daniels at home in Kansas. They pull up the upset. Shock the Sooners there. All right. Next up, um, another interesting one: Oregon at Utah. Utah plays lights out at home. Obviously, they're coming off a win on the road against USC, where they were able to score some points. Obviously, it helped that they played that USC defense. Obviously, their defense came up and plays the against a really talented offense of USC to, to win that game. So, who do you guys have winning here? Obviously, Oregon's coming in with only one loss. That was a close one to Washington. I think most people are going to go with Oregon on this one, but because of Utah's quarterback situation, which I don't know if you guys saw, Cam Rising hasn't ruled out for the whole year. So I think he's going to try to maybe come back next year. So that being said, Jordan, who do you got winning this one, Oregon or Utah? I think I'm going to go Utah. I think Bryson Barnes found something last week against USC, was consistent, went 14 for 23, 235 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Their run game looks good. The receivers, one receiver looked good in that game. But uh, – I think Utah has a, a a good defense, and it's just we question mark their quarterback all year, and I think he put up numbers and was consistent in the USC game, and I think he's going to be consistent in this Utah game or Oregon game, and it's at Utah. You can't pick Utah not to win at home. Or can you guess? Team. Just do not do this. They're a scrappy team, and they put up numbers when they need to, and it's shown all year, no matter not having a quarterback, 
they are in the games and they win the games besides their one loss against some team. I forgot who it was, Oregon State. But other than that, give me the Utahs, Utes. Give me the Utahs, Utes. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Yeah, I'm picking Oregon. <laughs> you are wrong. I was very high on USC. I failed to take into account the fact that Lincoln Riley doesn't know how to coach defense and apparently doesn't know how to bring in guys that know how to coach defense. I did not take into account how bad their and undersized their offensive line was going to be this year. And I take, you know, full responsibility for my actions. That's on me. Oregon doesn't have the same issues that USC has. And I think most of us would agree that, you know, that was a, it, it's Washington and Oregon. Those are the top two dogs and top two dogs in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. It's not something you have a strong argument against. Until somebody know? beats Utah. Yo, Washington last week scared me. All right, that the uh... every team has a bad week. You know, if that continues, like the issues that USC had against Utah. Wait, Jess, not against Arizona State, who actually took Drew Payne from us. (laughs) The issues that that I have here is that. Oregon is not going to have the same issue. Like Utah, it wasn't even like they fully shut down USC. It's that they were just able to move the ball pretty much at will against USC. No one would say USC has a good defense. Oregon's defense is yeah. pretty solid. I wouldn't say it's like some elite top in the country level well, unit. There, it looks like I think isn't Utah the only team that didn't is, hasn't given up a touchdown to uh, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams scored touchdowns against Utah. He didn't throw a touchdown pass last week. He ran some in. That doesn't um, count. That doesn't matter. It's not a it would count in fantasy. <laughs> then either way, my point is Oregon, they're a much more well-rounded team than USC. I don't think Utah is going to be able to keep up with their talent. I think Oregon wins this game by 10. Give me Utah at home. All day, every day, especially at night. And they do it, and they've done it several years where they beat a team twice. Two was it two years in a row where they beat a team two times in one season? Back to back Pac-12 champions. For a a reason. For a reason. No faith. All right. All right. All right. All right. Georgia, Florida is up next. The world's greatest cock, biggest whatever you call it cocktail party they're in I you were saying something else <laughs> no that's not where i was going <laughs> this particular point uh, we're not we're not talking about south carolina here so georgia and florida so georgia's coming in 7-0 but fresh off the injury to brock bowers so you know they'll have to figure out how the offense is going to go without their number one target there florida's coming in five and two there's been some times they look pretty decent there's been some times they haven't. Last week, I think they came off a win of 41-39 over South Carolina. So the offense scoring, I still don't trust their defense a lot. I just think they're a soft team. And so when they play a physical team like they played Utah, they struggled. I, I just think like 
they're going to struggle against this Georgia team. But am, am I wrong there, Jess? What do you think? I'm not going to be picking against Georgia. Last time I picked against Georgia and thought a team really had a chance, it didn't go well for me. So until proven otherwise, even without Bowers, I'm picking Georgia. Uh, They're going to find a way, even if they start slow, even if Florida goes up 10-0 after one, Georgia's they're going to find a way. And until they actually lose a game, and someone shows some formula to do so, I'm not picking against them. I'm picking Georgia here. All right. Going with Georgia, Jordan? Yeah. It's going to be – I think Georgia's going to have a slow start just because they're, it's going to be their first game without Brock Bowers, and they're going to try to figure out things. But I think Georgia's going to pull away halfway through the second quarter, second half. They're just they're going to pull away just because it's Georgia and Florida. We don't know what Florida is. We don't know if they're good or bad not. or not. Tony's favorite team or not Tony's favorite team. They're not my favorite team. And so, yeah, I'm with you. You know, you can't pick against Georgia unless they're playing another ranked opponent that is okay, a decent opponent, you know. And I think the teams they play are not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you're not exactly wrong there. Hey. They almost lost to Vanderbilt, so. Well, I, I mean, it was closer, but it was like almost lost. But I, I do think Georgia pulls this one. I think 21, 28-point victory. I mean, you saw what they did at Kentucky, and I thought Kentucky's a much better team than Florida. So I expect Florida to get beat up pretty bad in this game. So, But I am interested to see what the offense looks like. Well, look, maybe they struggle out of the gate and Florida gets a chance to get a lead, and then maybe it's a game into the, the second half. But. That'd be the only way I could see this being a game. But, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. It's, we'll, but we'll see. Next up, we have BYU at Texas. Obviously, this is the first time they're playing within as Big 12 you know, opponents. be the last time as well. BYU's coming in this matchup 5-2. and two. They're coming off a 27-14 win over Texas Tech last week. They played pretty well so far in the, the Big 12. You, you didn't even Most games with Keenan Slovis as quarterback, they've been you know pretty competitive in all their games this year. Obviously, Texas coming this one six and one with only lost being Oklahoma. They struggled last week against Houston. Quinn Ewers is out. Um, Lee Murphy is the I think I have Murphy right. Um, is the uh, yep yeah, is the quarterback. Um, obviously, he's a lot of talent, but he hasn't had a lot of opportunity. So I'll be interested to see how he does in this game. Obviously, um, Manny is is Arch Manny and could potentially play in this game as well. So he can have some some snaps. If he does, I mean, give me a BYU, like about 50. You know, I'd, it'd be like a whole number of Penn State situation where he can't throw a forward pass. So that's just my opinion on uh, Archie there. But uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I, maybe I'm misreading it, but I, I do think it has a chance to be a good game. It is at Texas, though, so that gives Texas a little bit of an um, opportunity. But BYU's been, last few years, they've been going on a road to play a bunch of SEC teams that they won. I mean, they beat Tennessee a couple of years ago, beat Arkansas. Be, uh, I think Ole Miss to be some other teams. They play really well against these tougher opponents. They're used to doing it. So going to the Big 12 is not a big adjustment for them. So I actually think I'm going to take BYU as my upset of the week here against Texas. Jordan, are you with me? No. <laughs> well, Jordan is leaving our podcast, guys. BYU <laughs> is, uh, I think, a good team. Tony, yes, they're okay away, but not this year. They're Two, they're one and three 
or one and yeah, one and three. How do you want to free if they're a six and two team? Tell me that. One and two away. The two losses are away games. They got blown out by TCU 44 to 11. That happens to the best of us. They can they are they rush 79 yards a game. Their defense gives up 150 rushing yards a game. I think Texas is just gonna exploit that. They're gonna this is a good game for the first full game without Quinn Ewers because they're gonna be able to just open up the playbook. I don't know. See what Malik Murphy has. And I think they're gonna stock they're gonna stack the box, make Texas have to beat him in the air. I wanna see if Malik Murphy. They can't stack the box. They let up 150 rushing yards. Yes, but if they have this game, they know he got they might not be able to make all the passes. Maybe they can Malik Murphy might be the next Caleb Williams. We don't know. Well, if that's the case, then they're definitely getting multiple interceptions in this game. Yeah, but you can still win. I got Texas by 45. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what do you got, man? I think I agree with you, Tony. Um, uh, I'm leaving. <laughs> regardless of if, you know, like, I really doubt you know, contrary to the way you were phrasing that, the Arch Manning would be seeing significant playing time. You know, it seems like Murphy's the starter, but even he doesn't have much experience. I think all he's, I think he's like four for eight on the season for 47 total passing yards. He had like one completion for seven yards or something last game when he came in for Ewers. This is going to be whoever it is under center for Texas is going to be inexperienced. I think BYU will be able to take advantage of that. I don't think, you know, Texas reeling from the loss of their quarterback. They're going to have more talent. I think it'll be close, but I think that inexperience under center for Texas is going to cost them in this game. And that'll kind of wipe out their playoff hopes. All right. I knew we brought you on this podcast for a reason, and I'm and glad that you're wrong. To... Both of you were wrong. <laughs> I'll take my check in the form of pennies when well, you guys will do this. All right, of... here's a check for one cent. I'll send you a cent as well. I'll send you two cents. <laughs> if I give you my two cents. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Last game, Duke of Louisville. Duke's coming in here five and two. They coming off the, lo- the loss gets Florida State. Obviously, Riley Leonard was injured. Really wasn't 100 percent in that game. Got knocked out and. Once he got knocked out, they seemed to lose all the momentum in that Florida State game, and, and Florida State just pulled away. Louisville is coming in 6-1. They got just dominated by Pittsburgh, 38-21. to I think they just came out flat after their big win against Notre Dame. They you know, probably feeling themselves a little bit, came in and got smacked in the mouth. So I'm not quite sure what to expect in this game. It's going to be interesting. It's at Louisville is a tough place to play, obviously, coming from a Notre Dame fan who witnessed that. But Duke is a really good defensive team, and I think they can shut down what um, – Louisville does well, but my question for this game will be is does Duke have a quarterback? Because their backup I don't think is ready for primetime yet. Is Raleigh Leonard going to play in this game? I don't know. And if he is, is he effective? We don't know that. So it's tough to pick Duke in this game. I think they're the better team, but they might not get the win. So what do you think, Jordan? Yeah, I'm with you on that. If Riley Leonard is 90% at least for this game, I think Duke has it just because they have a better, you know, defense, better team all around but if like this backup quarterback went one for six for seven yards last week when he played they if their backup plays i'm gonna louisville it's at louisville 
they're four point favorites. I, I think that's the biggest thing is that if it was at Duke, it'd be a little different. You have the, yeah. the crowd behind them. It, it it'd be like, you know, all that. But I, I Louisville is going to take this game. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I, I honestly can see it being in our Notre Dame Duke game. 14-7, Louisville is going to score on the last drive of the game to win. I just don't think – I think Duke's defense is too good to let Louisville do what they want to do. But I also think that Duke's offense is horrible without Riley Leonard. And I think they're going to – it's going to be a lot. It's going to be – honestly, I could see it maybe getting 21-14. It's going to be super close. But Louisville is going to pull away just because they're at home. All right, Jess, do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yes. I think without Riley Leonard, that Duke offense is not going to be able to do what it needs to do. Louisville being at home is going to be a big boost. You know, the Louisville's going to be looking for a strong bounce back, same as Duke. But I just think with how the Blue Devils look without Leonard and – I mean, their defense has been good. <laughs> They're a very solid team. But at the end of the day, it comes down to quarterback play. And Louisville is going to have the better quarterback in this game if Leonard isn't playing. So give me Louisville at home, 24-21 kind of game. Maybe 17-14, right. depending on how you view those defenses. Yeah, for sure. All right, so I think get an interesting week not a lot of big matchups but that sometimes leads to a lot of the upsets usually these are the weekends where you see these upsets and we call a couple here uh, we'll see if any of them come to fruition maybe a bigger upset maybe a florida beats a georgia you know something like that happens this weekend oh my gosh uh, don't put that in the universe now i'm sorry georgia fans we we didn't say that that was tony if you want to message i'm just saying maybe a crazy would have I, I would never predict that against my hometown georgia tony just predicted it he just said it you put it out in the universe. Uh, you know, it would have happened here. I mean, Jordan's calling the Missouri one next week, so I would yeah, never do I, that. I, that's the next. only one I could see Georgia losing is Missouri, okay? Okay. Yeah, then next week, man, I don't think the slate gets much better. We have Kansas State, Texas, Notre Dame, Clemson, which is no longer a big game. I think Oklahoma State, Oklahoma is going to be different because Oklahoma State's actually winning now and looking pretty good. And I think as far as ranked matchups, you have Georgia-Missouri, which – Jordan's calling the upset there. USC, Washington, LSU, Alabama. It'll so, depend. Um, it'll, it'll depend on Georgia this week. If Georgia plays, their offense is is good without Brock Bowers, then Missouri is going to lose. But if they're not, they don't look good. I, I got Missouri. All right, you hear here first, folks. If you bet on the game because I said that, Jess will reimburse you if you do lose. Yes, this, look is my, up on this, this has really been cutting into my savings. <laughs> How many times have you this pay? We put out so many bad bets to the, to our audience. No, it, Jess, you we, put up. Jess, we yeah, don't. You do, yeah. Jess. Yeah, You're the we, one we that would put never. it out there. It's like, oh, yeah, if you want to use this great bet, if it doesn't hit, Jess will reimburse you. I've had to reimburse a lot of people, Jordan. Yeah, no, no, no. You're the, you're, Jess, you're the one that talked. That's why we say you'll reimburse them. Yeah. I'm not the one saying Florida's going to be Georgia or Missouri. I just Florida's going to be Georgia. Whoa, Come on, calm whoa. down. Dude. Georgia Bulldog fans, do not listen to this part of the podcast. We, we're not saying that at all. <laughs> Georgia fans hate us on uh, hate us enough already. They do. They do. They don't understand that we do. We Actually, do love you guys. We just wish us. you scheduled. Tony, they don't hate us. They hate Jess. 
no, they hate us. <laughs> no, just you're the always the one talking bad about them. So yeah, I can't believe you take say the things you say, especially offline, guys. Oh my God. I, I just, I can't believe it. I would never coming from Georgia growing up. I, I would never do that. So, but yeah. Uh, so hopefully it's a good weekend. I uh, hope we'll see some good games. Me and Jordan will go into the pit game. Apparently he just told us we're sitting separate. So great job securing the tickets there. But yeah, no, it should be, it should be a good weekend. Hopefully some good games. Um, Wait, aren't you sitting on the 45 on the one side and I'm sitting on the 45 yard line on the other side and we're recording. Oh uh, no, that's been canceled. That. They, they said no. Oh, sorry, said, I didn't mean to say operation. that. They said the operation has been canceled. It, it's you know it's run for great. But yeah, no. So I'm sure we'll be able to enjoy the game at least. But yeah, guys. If as always, follow us on X at in the flat pod or our website in the flat Look up Jess. He'll again with the reimbursements there. He'll get that money back to you. Me and me and Jordan. We don't give anything but good bets. So, yeah. 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 Look up his memo. He. I don't. You know. We pay him well enough. He should be able to pay these bets, so it shouldn't be a problem. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.